<laughs> I didn't say sleeping bags. <laughs> Let me pray, and we're going to get started tonight. Praise God. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day, for every individual here, every family. Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your revelation to us that we are be set free from our past, from our present, and from our future. Father, let our future be a good one. Let our present be good. Regardless of what our past was, it's past. Help us to see that, know it, understand it, share it with others, and rejoice in it. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's good to have all y'all here tonight. Uh, pretty good little crowd for such cold weather. Now, people that live up north don't think it's cold here, but it's cold here. Amen. When you're coming out of bondage in any way, shape, or form, regardless of who you are, where you're at, we've all been in bondage before. Either that or we are in bondage now or we might be in bondage next week. And the charismatic teaching says, hey, that's a bad confession. We have to go through some bondage sometime to have some freedom. Amen. So I found out that there's a journey from bondage to freedom. And I really want to just talk about, and I, that's all I'm going to do tonight is talk. I'm going to preach this Sunday also, and I'll carry this over on Sunday. But the children of Israel were in bondage to Egypt over 400 years. I mean in bondage. They weren't free to do. They weren't free to go or come or do whatever they wanted to do. They were in bondage to Pharaoh in Egypt. And God sent Moses and said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And everybody knows that story, but there's some things that take place in that story that when the people of God came out of Egypt, they were out of Egypt. And that's, you know, when we get born again, Pastor Dwayne's been talking on spirit, soul, and body being made whole. And when we get born again, our spirit is made complete and it's sealed by the Holy Spirit. We're born of God. If you're a born again believer, we're born of God, period. Amen. Not hope we're going to be one of these days. If you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead... You will be saved. Okay. So our, our spirit man is sealed. Our biggest problem is between our eyes, our soul, the, our carnal thinking, our natural man as, as it is, that we have a way of thinking. And however we grew up, we were taught things that may be contrary to the Word of God. We were taught things. Many of us were taught good things and and some of you grew up in church and were taught good things. And I, I found out in the Bible that Paul grew up in religion and was taught all kind of stuff that wasn't right. And some of us were in religion and we were taught things that we thought was right and we thought we were doing right. And it turned out that it wasn't so right after all. Amen. So none of us here, I'm not here to say, hey, we're right, y'all need to join us. I'm here to say we've all been wrong, and the only right one is, his name is Jesus. 
And if we can get a hold of what he says and how he says to live, then I would highly recommend that we live the way he says for us to live. Amen? But the children of Israel, they were delivered out of Egypt, out of Egypt's bondage. And there was thing called the wilderness on their way to what God had promised them. Does that sound familiar in any of your lives that... I got out of, I got born again, and I got born again out of sin, and then I stepped into the wilderness. <laughs> and some of us have wandered around for years in the wilderness. Now, now I'm not getting on, I'm, listen, I'm just saying, in our life, it's our life in pursuit of the promises of God, we're going to go through some things before we actually step into the promises that God says belongs to us. Amen. They're bought and paid for, but the enemies lied to us and told us that we had to work to get them. That was religion. Or we weren't good enough to get them. Condemnation. You know, the devil will convince us of things that's not really true and he will hide the truth from us until we get our eyes open or till we get a revelation of what Jesus did on our behalf. We can be held in bondage in the wilderness. Even though we're no longer in Egypt. So we got out of Egypt and we're in the wilderness. And the wilderness is not a fun place to be. So we can wander around for 40 years sometimes in the wilderness in an attempt to get to where God wants us to be. But a lot of times our hearts are tested and tried while we're in the wilderness to see what we're going to do. God allows us to go through some stuff. Are we going to praise Him? Are we going to complain? I've complained a lot before. <laughs> I'm not saying y'all do, but a lot of times I find myself in a place thinking, why am I here? I don't deserve this. Well, I don't deserve all the good stuff God did either for me. It's the enemy that's trying to destroy me and keep me away from the promised land. But God will allow me to go through some stuff to be tested to see what's in my heart. Amen. That's right. The Bible says that Jesus was filled with the Spirit, led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I know charismatics don't preach this sermon, but... We're moving beyond the charismatic. Let's get into the truth. You know, uh, Jesus knew no sin. Jesus never did anything wrong. He suffered a lot of persecution from a lot of different people, and most of them were religious people that persecuted him because they thought they were right, and they were looking at the truth in the eyes. Isn't it amazing? The truth was standing in their face, and they believed they were right above him. They believed he was wrong, and he was the way, the truth, and the life. Wow. Religion will mess us up. But the good news is Jesus and his grace will mess your religion up. I'm here tonight to hope, hopefully, to say that if we have religion, it gets messed up tonight. Amen. We're not going to let... Our religion stopped Jesus from doing what he desires to do in and through us. Amen. We'll we'll, we will let our religion go 
before we run from Jesus. Amen. I'm going to get into my notes in a minute, but I'm just wanting to lay a little bit of groundwork here and prepare us for Sunday. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be studying the rest of the week over this, and I'm going to try to come up with some good scripture that will be good and solid to help us to understand that even though we got born again, many of our problems are, are during our walk in pursuit of the things that God has promised us. There's a, there's a span of time there when we're going through some stuff that's like, I don't like this stuff. And we, gotta, we need to know what to do during that time instead of just knowing, oh, well, we can praise God. Everything's good today. God wants us to praise Him when things are at their worst. And when we're doing that, we're showing ourselves. I got praise in me to him. When we're murmuring and complaining, we're just exposing our heart. Now, please understand, I'm not condemning. Like I said earlier, I probably complained and murmured more than all of you because I have to put up with all of y'all. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But, you know, if we have a problem, it's easy to murmur and complain. Amen? I mean, it, it's easy to murmur and complain. And it just reveals our heart to ourself that we're not believing God in this situation. If I'm believing God in any given situation that's not really good right now, I'm going to be saying what God says about it and believing God that that thing's going to change. If I'm complaining about it, I believe it's going to be here tomorrow. Uh-oh. I better start reading some scripture, hadn't I? Let's look at Exodus chapter 14 and start with verse number 9. But the Egyptians pursued after them. Now, I want to back up just a little bit and let you know that the children of Israel have come out of Egypt and they're on their way to the promised land and they've come up to the Red Sea. So the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and they overtook them in camping by the sea beside Phiharath before Baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, they started looking, and they beheld when they looked. And the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Now, I want you to stop. Just be calm about this. Where they came from was their past, was Egypt. And what had them in bondage was Pharaoh and his men, they were held bondage in Egypt, but by Pharaoh and his people. So their past caught up with them. Has anybody's past ever caught up? Don't raise your hand. Just <laughs> our past catches up with us on our way to our future. And our present was right at the edge of the sea. And it, what the old timers call it? Between a rock and a hard place? You know what I'm saying? It's like, We've gone as far as we can go. We can't wade across the sea. 
So we're kind of in that place that we're hung up here. God's got to do something. But we look and we see our enemy in pursuit of us. And the good news is, if you read the whole story, during this time, there was a pillar of fire by night for the children of God. And there was a cloud by day to protect them from the sun. But God used that spirit, the spirit of God, to divide Pharaoh and his men from Israel, from God's people. He divided them and he protected them with the fire. He gave them light to see. And with the cloud, he blinded Pharaoh and his men from getting to them. So there was protection between us and them, we'll say. But we were kind of in between a rock and a hard place with nowhere to turn. If we go back to where we came from, the enemy's going to get us. Because the enemy was about to destroy us when we were there. But to get to where we want to be is on the other side of this big body of water. We don't know how we're going to get across there. This is where we got to start learning how to believe God. Because many of us today are at that place where we've got out of some stuff that held us in bondage. But we don't know how to get or there's a divider that's keeping us from going to where God wants us to be. And His promises are yea and amen. So if God promised us something, it may not happen tomorrow, but if God says it's going to come to pass, we need to start exercising faith, believing that whatever God promised us is coming to pass. Amen. So it says that in verse 10, When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and beheld, or behold the Egyptians marching after them, And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Many times we cry out to the Lord when we're sore afraid. We should be crying out to the Lord when we get into that place where we're like, okay, I wonder where we're going to go now. That's a good time to be crying out to the Lord. But most of us wait till the enemy's kind of biting at our heels before we actually cry out to God. But if you read the whole story, you realize these guys, they start getting mad at Moses. They're, they're like, you know, it would have been better for us to serve in Egypt as slaves than it would for you to bring us out here and for us to die in the wilderness. Sometimes the devil will kind of play a, Put a thought in our mind. You know what? You'd been better off just stay where you was at. Let me encourage you. No, you would not. <laughs> no, you would not. The enemy's always trying to make a deal with us. But I'm telling you, it's time that we just start believing God. When it looks like there's no way out, that's when God shows up. I promise you. God shows up. When there is no way in the natural. Some of us may be at that point where there ain't no way in the natural. Thank God for the supernatural. See, as the body of Christ, we need to believe beyond what we can see. We have to walk by faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. So these guys, just like us, they saw the enemy and they were fearful. They begin to be afraid in their heart. 
what's the enemy going to do to us? Instead of believing in their hearts, what's God going to do for us? See, if we'll, if we'll twist the way we've been thinking about things, about what are they going to do to us, we need to start saying, wonder what God's going to do for us. Let's turn our thinking and get our minds set on the things that God does, not on what the enemy's doing. Amen? Now, the enemy, he shows up big, and we can see him. And so, therefore, the natural carnal mind, the, the five natural senses, can see and take in all of what is going on around us. Look, the Red Sea. You can see the Red Sea. Nobody's walked on water lately. We didn't have a boat. You know, you'd think God would have had a big boat for us. It'd have to be a big boat. There's like three million of these dudes. Woo! Moses, Pastor Moses, he probably had a few headaches, didn't he? <laughs> Every time it started getting bad, they started complaining. Moses, you know, it's like your fault. I remember one time in all this story, God was just about ready to just wipe them all out and start all over. And Moses stood on their behalf to God on their behalf and said, just kill me too. If you're going to kill them, kill me. He told God, he said, God, look up, dude. He said, sorry if I talk like that, kind of get your attention. It's like, if you kill them dudes... Then all them people from Egypt, they're going to say, you brought them out and wasn't able to get them over. You don't talk to God like that, do you? We need to learn how to. Hey, God, you, you said that I am healed. And that pain's still jumping around in your body. And so... Instead of agreeing with the pain and start talking about how bad the pain is, go to God and say, God, Jesus took stripes on his back for my healing, and I expect that manifestation real soon. You think. Remind him of what he said. It's better than complaining about how you feel. Complaining about how you feel will keep you feeling that bad or getting you worse. If you just go to God and tell him, I'm here, don't forget me. He'll probably tell you, I'm not forgetting you. I'm just seeing if you'll keep on praising me when the pain's there. Amen. Think it not strange you be tried with fire, the Bible says. What he's looking for is praise, glory, and honor unto him. I'm just highly encouraging us, all of us, that these hard times that many are going through, keep your praise to him going. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you deliver me out of all my bondage. Many are the persecutions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us out of them all. And the reason we're being persecuted is for the word's sake. Sometimes your relatives, that's what mostly it's your relatives, <laughs> They don't even know what they're doing. It's just the enemy using them to try to steal the Word of God so the Word does not bear any fruit in your life. And, that, of course, that's love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, temperance, 
faith, all that good stuff. That's what will grow out of hearing the Word of God and getting it, the Word of God sown in our hearts. That's what's going to manifest if we don't complain and murmur and allow the enemy to convince us that it's getting worse. The way it gets better is thanking God for it getting better when it's real, real bad. Amen. Hebrews eleven twenty nine. So we'll fast forward. This is the Old Testament that we just got through reading. They're at the banks of the, the Red Sea. We all know the story or we've read or heard the story that God told Moses, why are you talking to me? Tell them people what to do. Step out. Put, raise your staff and speak. Put your arm out. The sea departed. God caused an east wind to come, blew all night while the cloud was between them and Egypt. And the fire was there to warm them and give them light. And the wind blew the bottom of the ocean or the sea, blew it dry so they didn't get mud on their cowboy boots. They went, they went, thank you, Tommy. They went across on dry ground. Amen. They made it across on dry ground. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Pharaoh. Pharaoh wasn't smart. And the people following Pharaoh wasn't very smart either. What do you mean? I'm just telling you. If I've seen God do what God's doing right in front of me, when I see the Red Sea part and the wind blow and dry the, the bottom of it up where them dudes walk across on dry ground when everything lifts and it's like, all right, guys, there they go. They're getting away from us. Let's go get them. I'm thinking that's a good time to quit following Pharaoh. It's like, you know what? I've been kind of watching this God that they serve. I'm thinking I might want to go with them. Amen. In Hebrews 11:29 in the New Testament, it says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. In other words, when the Egyptians attempted to do the same thing, they drowned. They drowned. When the sea departed and we got across free and clear, the enemy came in and God wiped out the enemy. See, we can worry about the enemy. We can worry about what they're going to do to us. But if we'll thank him for what he's going to do for us, he'll take care of them that's chasing us. Amen. They didn't have to raise a hand. They didn't get in a battle. They didn't get in an argument. They didn't get in a fight. They just did what God told them to do. They were led by their leader. They went across. God took care of the whole deal, wiped out the enemy. He said, you won't see them no more. And they did. They saw them, but they saw their bodies on the bank, floated up on the bank, all swelled up. I, I put that in there. <laughs> that ain't in the Bible. It didn't say that it was all swole up. Some of y'all said it, and they swollen up. Swole, swole, swelled. 
they, they got real fat in that water. It was that air in them. See, I mean, if you float, it's because of air in you. I just put two and two together, and I figured that up. Okay. But they saw them. Now they're looking at the defeat of the enemy and the victory that they now have. And there's stories, and I'm not sure it's this story. I know in Joshua, when they crossed over Jordan, God did basically the same thing when Joshua began to lead the people after Moses had died. And the, and the Jordan dried up, and they went across. He had the 12 leaders of the tribes to go and get a big rock from out in the middle and bring it back and stack it up on the bank, after, and then the water come back. And the 12 rocks were to show the people to remind them that we came across this Jordan on dry ground. And these rocks are from the middle of the Jordan. So there's a reminder that's set up as a memorial. God did this. And they could always look back to that. When the kids come and said, hey, Dad, what's all them rocks piled up over there? Son, let me tell you a story. <laughs> See, that's what we need to be doing with the Word of God. The things that God has brought us through, we need to look back and remember the things that God has done for us and tell our kids about what God has done and how good He is and how defeated the enemy is. Anytime we start talking about how defeated we are, we're putting ourselves in the, in the position of the enemy of God. Because God's enemy is the only one that gets defeated. Amen. You're not the enemy of God. You are not defeated. You are more than conquerors. Amen. It's a little different tonight. It's, I'm being real calm. I'm going to preach Sunday. I may preach the same thing, but it'll be louder and stuff like that. <laughs> no, it'll be faster too. All right, when we get to this place, we got to get past our old way of thinking. Our old way of thinking is like uh, it's better to serve the Egyptians to, than to die in the wilderness. That's what they were thinking before they saw God part the water. They were telling Moses, you know, hey, we'd be better off back there than we are right here. When we get fearful... We think it's about over. We think it wasn't so bad back there. Let me tell you, it was bad. Don't forget about how bad it was where you came from. And I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about how bad. <laughs> I'm a, please understand, I'm not running down church. I'm saying it was bad where we came from. And, but the enemy will try to convince us it wasn't so bad. Let's just go back there. At least we're familiar with where we came from. Amen. I don't want to be familiar. We want to be blessed and we want to actually get to the promised land. It's just those things that keep us from there that we have to deal with. And if we deal with those things correctly, that's when we enter into the promised land that God provided. I may not even read much of my scripture tonight and say that for Sunday. But they got to this place. And God has promised them all this land that flows with milk and honey. And we'll fast forward. When, when Joshua took over, he, he's a pretty bright young man. He was following Moses. But Moses got them to the promised land. 
and he sent spies in to check out the land and that, that 40 days they were in there trying to see how good it is. Is it going to be good for us and everything? If God said, I'm giving you land that flows with milk and honey, trust me, it's going to be good. Amen. But they didn't go. They came back. There was 12 spies that went in. Now I know everybody, it's like, I know this story, why are you telling it? I'm refreshing your memory. 12 people came and looked. 10 people came back and said, man, there's giants in the land. There are walled cities. They started telling the congregation how much trouble it was going to be to try to get in there. Two men, Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb said, we be able to go in. Let us go up right now and take the land. And the congregation wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. Why? Fear. Like, dude, I'd rather stay over here than go in there because there's giants in the land. There's problems in there. Really, I want to encourage you. There's problems everywhere. <laughs> I really want to encourage you with this word. There's problems on this side, and there's problems on that side. And just to show you that the promised land is not heaven. Yeah, just when we cross over old chilly Jordan, we'll be there. I'm going to make you mad if you believe them kind of songs. But that's what we're here to get past our past. And get past our present and get past our future. Our future will never be no brighter than where we're at right now until we deal with what we're in right now. If we don't deal with where we're at right now and we try to take that with us, whatever's in your suitcase, when you get there and unpack, it's still going to be with you. You can move wherever. I'm, on, I'm leaving this place behind. You can go to Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett. Wake up with a brand new tattoo. Not knowing how it got there. And you know what? Right at the end of that song, you say, what are you talking Some of y'all, y'all with me. Some of y'all with me. <laughs> he said... <laughs> It's my dang fault. <laughs> he didn't say it just that way. It, it's my own dang fault. See, all the stuff he sung about, the troubles that he was in, and he goes running from his troubles, and he gets over there, and he stays all summer. <laughs> this, this ain't Bible, y'all. Let me, let, I'm out of the Bible right now. I'm in Margaritaville with Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> She is a real cutie. See, Red, I know you know the song. Most of y'all, how many of y'all know the song? You should know the song. You live in McCurtain County. If you don't know that song, something wrong with you. But you could run and go there. You can go to Mexico trying to run from your problem, but your problems are going to be right there with you 
and they're going to blame that woman and everybody else, but it's your own dang fault. This is good now. I hope they ain't recording this. <laughs> you ain't filming this on your... That guy catches me every now and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have put that on YouTube. <laughs> I, I don't cuss or nothing. <laughs> but what I'm saying, we can run from our problems or, or we can say, well, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going, I'll, I'm going to go to this church or I'm going to go over here. And you'll find out that all the problems that we have that we're dealing with right now, wherever we go, them problems are right there with us. Even if the preacher's better, you still got your problems. <laughs> I bet you ain't going to get another preacher around here to talk about Jimmy Buffett from the pulpit. Right? I'm telling you the truth. Or you could get dropped off somewhere in the middle of Montana if you want to. Uh, keep their retirement and all that stuff like that. Wherever you go with all your problems, your problems show up right where you're at. You can go to New York City. I wouldn't recommend going to New York City, but my Lord. If you go, you, some people think, well, I'll just go to New York City and nobody will know me there and I can just fit in and I'll be all right. You still got all them problems. So my point today, really, leading up to Sunday is let's deal with the problems that we have. The past, some of us have past problems that we've been carrying along, dragging along. And the Bible says, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that's set before us. So we can let go of the past, let that go, whoever it was that hurt you, what they did, what they said, whatever it was, we have to let go of that and leave the past behind. Then we deal with the present. Where we're at right now, a lot of times that past is trying to catch up with us. We have to learn that we got to stop the past from messing with us here. Because when we get into the future, if we still got the past here, we're still living in the past. You say, yeah, but it's 20 years from now. I'm, that's what I, My point is this. You can take your past with you and keep it 20 years, or you can let go of it and go on forward and go to your future that God has. We can get past this barrier that's keeping us from the promised land, but we're going to have to believe God. We're going to have to believe the two that says we can and quit listening to those people that say you can't because they don't know. But the good news is this. Those people that said we can't go, we're not able to go, they didn't. They died in the wilderness it cost the whole congregation a bunch more trips around the mountain because of their unbelief. So I'm, I'm going to say, we're going to believe here. We're not going to die in unbelief. We're going to go there. And I'm going to take everybody with me. Amen. We're going in. We're not going to Margaritaville. <laughs> we're leaving Margaritaville behind. And flip-flops are high over there anyway when, when you blow one out. <laughs> are y'all having fun? We're going to go, and, and, and God has already promised us the land that flows with milk and honey, and that's it's where we're at. It's not one of these days we're going to get there. It's not heaven. 
although heaven's real and we're we're going to be a part of heaven. Heaven's a part of us right now. The kingdom of God is within us. So I'm not saying, hey, there ain't. It's not going to get better. It's, it don't get no better than this. Well, it does get better than this, but it don't have to be as bad as it is now. Amen. God wants us to enter in by faith and not allow negative teaching or fear and doubt and unbelief from somebody else to convince us that we can't get what God told us we can have. What I want us to do is to get everything that God wants us to have. Amen. Not so we can heap it up on ourselves, but we can help people and bless people. God wants us to be a blessed people that goes in to the promised land and live in an area where milk and honey flows. Amen. I don't want to die in the wilderness because I didn't believe that I could get into where God wants me to be. So we're going to leave the past behind. We're going to work on the present. And the future is going to be greater than it ever could have been if we stay where we're at today. Amen. We're going to move forward. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to quit three minutes early tonight and let y'all meditate on all this stuff. But Sunday, I don't know if I'll say anything I've said, but we're going to go down the lines of being free from our past, from the present, and being free in the future. When we get to where God wants us to be, God wants us to be free wherever we're at. Free from that, free from this, free from bondage now, free from bondage later. Because if we take it 20 years from now, we're still going to have that same bondage. Let's, let's get rid of it, amen? I want to pray, and we're going to be meditating this week and praying for our own families that we step into the promises of God and never look back. Praise God. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your goodness. Lord, I pray that you have many blessings and many promises for your children, and we're your children. We know that the enemy tries to stop us from going forward. The enemy stop, tries to stop us from bearing fruit. He sends people our way. He sends problems our way. And Father, we're just going to keep our eyes on you. We're going to bear fruit, much fruit. We're going to be blessed that we can be a blessing to this community and wherever we live. Father, I pray that you give us revelation of how to turn loose of the things we need to turn loose of and how to get a hold of the things that we need to get a hold of. I pray that by faith we walk in your promises and we give you praise, glory, and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. But anyway, we get there and it's like, you can't have the iron because people that are not responsible leave the iron plugged in and burn the boat down. So we had to leave the iron in the office before we could get our clothes. They needed iron. But they do have a, a service and they can come iron your clothes for you. I said, I wear mine naked. No, you won't. So at the end of the cruise, it's like you can go back and get your iron. When you get off the boat, they'll have it at the check station. I looked at that line, and I'm like, y'all can keep the iron. Debbie's like, but that's my new iron. I'll get you a new one. Did I ever get you a new iron? I thought, boy, I could get in trouble over this. 
let it go. It was holding us up. It's going to keep us 30 minutes to get that iron. No, no. We didn't have it. it. See, we got to inspect our life and say, what's worth hanging on to? Now, don't throw your spouse away. You know, in, in our heart, what's, well, I'm telling you, I'm going to get some of y'all in trouble. Like, he said, let, let it go. Just let it go. I'm telling you, unload the stuff that's holding you down and stay hold of. Yeah, that's right. First service, I said, let them haul it off. Haul it off. OFT. Haul it off. Get it out of here. Let go of the stuff that's holding us down and get a hold of what God wants us to have a hold of. His righteousness. Let him have your sin. Okay? I'm going to pray. We're going to go home. Y'all going to think about this and think, I don't know about that. Take the notes with you. We've got plenty. If we don't have, we'll make some more copies. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your goodness. Thank you, Father. It's not our righteousness, but yours. It was our sin that held us down, and it was our sin that you nailed on the cross. You received the judgment, my judgment, our judgment, for our sin in your own body. And you gave us your righteousness and said, you go spread it. Father, I pray that we take your righteousness as a free gift and we reign in this life over the devil and over ourselves in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those that couldn't be here today due to sickness, illness, for those that have lost loved ones just recently, Father. I lift them up to you and I pray for them. I pray for your spirit of peace to be upon them, your healing touch to be with them. We give you praise and glory and honor for them and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you need prayer for any reason, if you need to be encouraged with the word of God, come up and let us pray over you, speak into your life. You be blessed. Remember Wednesday night, 630. And the night before Thanksgiving, we will not have a service. So I'm not sure. That's not this coming Wednesday night, is it? The following. So I'm going to continue then probably Wednesday night on being made free. Just free from the past, present, and future, okay? So come on back and be a part of us. We love you guys. Matt Cameron will be back from Israel Tuesday. Pastor Lynn's in Oklahoma City. We'll have the whole crew in the house, I think, Wednesday night. Love y'all. We'll see you then. Be blessed.